Welcome to the Writing Block Podcast, where we talk all things writing and indie publishing. Today's episode is the inaugural teaser episode featuring four of the main authors behind Writing Block, Jackie Castle, Christopher Lee, Carrie Dubiel, and yours truly, Michael Hayes. Enjoy our discussion about our experiences as indie authors and what we hope to accomplish with Writing Block. For more information, visit writingbloc.com. Thank you for listening. All right. We're recording now. All right. Uh Welcome to the Writing Block Podcast. Ah, thank you. Let's see who's the loudest. Well, that's good enough for me. I'll talk to you guys later. (laughs) (laughs) Where do you guys envision this podcast going? To Mars, at the very least. (laughs) This one specifically? I don't know. Probably downhill, but... Um, <laughs> in a handbasket. <laughs> I see this as a, a good, valuable um, resource for for in the indie author community that we've established. That's so awesome. We've got good resources, and and Carrie has all the hookups for any people who are actually like selling books and <laughs> doing exactly. big things. Or obviously, we have uh, tremendous personalities, so that will just carry us forward uh, mm-hmm. from here into the great beyond. It's going to be amazing. Well, I think that we have a you know a benefit that we can look at, um, particularly because you know when when people are writing, you know a lot of times there's music involved or whatnot, but there you know there's a potentiality to catch uh, people who are maybe wanting to listen to some you know motivational podcast at the same time that they're writing, you know, or or just you know regularly on their daily commute. You know, most of us have day jobs and have to maintain that, so I think we've got an incredible opportunity to you know, capture some of that audience. You know, I've, I've listened to a few writing podcasts and by and large, they're rather boring. And I think that we can avoid that. So I have hosted a podcast for more than 10 years, but I've never really been much of a podcast listener. So hearing about all the different kinds of podcasts that there are is kind of cool. And I think I might actually start listening to some. That's a good idea. Some writing related <laughs> ones. I've considered it since... I didn't even know podcasts were around for the last 10 years. <laughs> what? I just learned my second new so thing we're all for the obviously day. obviously experts. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, you know, I'll just ride that what, wave. You guys what did they start doing a podcast? Um, I listen to podcasts every day, but I will be honest, I've only ever listened to one writing podcast. And, hmm. and again, like Chris said, it was rather boring. Uh, so I'd like to see us maybe Let's adding a prompt up. at the end or, <laughs> yeah, spicing mm-hmm. it up a little bit. Well, writing can be a pretty lonely pursuit, and so I can imagine when writers get on a podcast and they don't know what to say, they're just like, "I'm surrounded by people. What should I do?" <laughs> um, yeah, fair you enough. Know, um, I, like, I, I participated in a few, um, and to be perfectly honest, a lot of us we act very introverted when it comes to social media, you know, here and there. But you get a couple of people on camera. Like I've been on Writer Imperfect a few times from Josh Robertson. And, and mm-hmm. people really open up when it comes to talking about writing and what they're doing. So I think, you know, if we include a lot of people starting, you know, with the writing block community, bring them on as guests and, and kind of pump them up uh, to start out with, we're, we're going to see that, that a lot of these people have great personalities that we're going to want to bring back time and time again, because it's going to inspire other people who are listening to this. And that's, that's very true. As, the podcast that I've hosted for many years is a book podcast. And so that is my bailiwick. So if you want to talk about awesome people who are writing awesome books other than mine, then I can do it. 
<laughs> so we're agreed that we're well, just going to talk lot of about our own books, right? Yeah, we do. Did anybody check and see if there were any typos in the anthology? There's got to be. <laughs> I no. went over that. I, I think that was that your job, Carrie. There, okay, there's there's a couple. Um, yeah, I read it a lot, too. And um, <laughs> the only big typos I can... The the three I found at all, like, through the whole thing, because I did read it again, and I've had a few people who actually did read it all the way through, um, like, yeah, confirmed. <laughs> you, know, you always get, like, the, oh, These are integral people. Like, mm, you know, maybe you didn't read it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're fantastic people. Um, they have the, uh, the, the little copyright, uh, yeah, they do. Um, they recorded themselves reading it. <laughs> and you listened um, to it. But the... the yeah, yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, that's how I be <laughs> Um the, the uh but the the copyright for Susan's story, the little tiny tiny print after that's not even necessary. I was just giving making sure every author had their own personal copyright still intact underneath mm-hmm. the like about that author at the end of their story. Susan's mm-hmm. chrysalis is misspelled in her copyright. Oh no. So she has oh, the no. copyright to some misspelled story she's never written. What a, um, what a shame. My, my sister's uh, my sister's blog uh, URL is mistyped, I think. Mm. But she's my sister, so you know, whatever, that's fine. That can wait. Um, I think the only other thing was at the very beginning, in the uh, all the information for copyright was that it says that our our Twitter account is still Chris's, um, um, and that's it. Yeah. I don't think anybody no. really reads that stuff. And though. I haven't heard like, anybody I wasn't on my Twitter about so. any of that. Cause... <laughs> but the it's rest of it's really clean. It really is. It. It's really clean. We did a, a good good job. Well, um, thank you, Carrie, for fixing all my mistakes. Well, for what it's worth, I wasn't involved in the editing process at all, and nothing jumped out at me as I was reading it. So. <laughs> well, that's good. Good. Do you think we should tell people what we're talking we're about? We're talking about writing. I guess we could like edit that back. You know, there. when you put the letters <laughs> in the order and the sentences and the words in the Does book. Does anybody have the biling escape <laughs> exclamation yeah. point? Buy red bubble stuff. <laughs> I've just told people that it just means you have to say the title loudly. It's just mm-hmm. there's no way around it. I don't know what you're talking about unless you say escape. <laughs> I'm in the library, so I probably shouldn't <laughs> yell it. Aren't you the boss there? Isn't that your land? You can I am. I am. I am the. I am the second in command of the library. So does that mean you have I to yell, shush yourself? You shush. <laughs> I, I have done that. I have. <laughs> I have been shushed. I. I frequently get in trouble for being too loud in the library. So where are you now? Are you in like your own recording studio within the library? We. We do. We have our own recording studio. Nice. And where but if I on? yell too loud, people I think would be able to hear it still because the the soundproofing isn't like amazing. Like I played my bassoon in here one time, and people like people could hear it in the next room. <laughs> They're like, "This isn't soundproof." That would be a good test. And then I was like, "Is it okay?" Because I just have to get this recording done, and people were like, "You sounded great." I'm like, "Okay, cool." I was to say, I, the, this is the first time I've talked to at least even Jackie and Chris. Since we've put this whole thing together, yeah. this is yeah. Me, me neither. Me too. Although Jackie, you've got a tiny microphone. It sounds like you're. Is it too quiet? You are a little no. quiet. It sounds like you're across the ocean. Oh no, that's no good. It's okay. It actually sounds rather NPR, like when they get a guest who's actually okay. Let's go to NPR in the UK, <laughs> reporting on something. I'm actually coming to you from a yurt on my property. Really? <laughs> what? 
Michael. Okay, I'm about to learn my third thing for the day. A yurt? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you really have your own yurt? We do. We actually lived in it for you... two years, uh, a long Whoa. time ago, and then we ended up buying yeah, the house my new next hero. door. So it's all so, just—it's been a crazy on. roller coaster. Yeah. So my husband actually walks down to our yurt every day to work. That's really cool. <laughs> Usually in his pajamas. I have a, my house has a property like an, we have an empty property that's that we own, but you can't really do a whole lot with it because it's watery. You know, there's a creek behind <laughs> it. So it would be a great place for a yurt. You know, yurts are great because you can just build them on posts and put them anywhere. Yeah. I know. <laughs> is Michael Googling yurt? You know what? No, you guys you won't tell me. So yeah, already, actually, so I am. This is punishment. They're just gonna, they're just keep talking about it, just onto the side, not describe you know it at all. They're just gonna Take leave me behind. responsibility for the thing. I will look know. this up. It's like a little building. It's it's yep. uh it's basically does it have like a does it have like the pointed roof and everything? It does. It's it's got a big glass dome on the top. Ours is twenty four feet across with a wood stove. Uh, it That's was at awesome. a it was at a very cool. adventurous time in our life. We moved here uh, with our three year old and then accidentally had a second child while we were in a yurt. Oh can we write? Yeah, can we write <laughs> this book as a team? You should write about that. I haven't quite um, revisited that. I don't think I'm quite ready to dive into all that mm. it entailed. <laughs> Need some time to process. That's right. One day. All of that. Um, all right. So you need a little. Should we get back to writing? Yes. I like how you keep like try. suggesting that, and we're just like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's writing. All, it's all related. I said she I should writing, write about her. Year. Writing is life. So, all right. So, what do you think the hardest thing about indie publishing? Is Selling your book right now, modern indie publishing. Getting people to go. I want to read that. <laughs> People don't take you seriously, especially yeah. not in my world where I got a bunch of traditionally published stuff surrounding me. I think that is kind of part of the struggle. It's just kind of uh, you need to reach out yeah. beyond, you know, your your friends and family. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's that's kind of the package that comes with uh, automatically with traditional. Even if you still have to push your own book, you're you're in markets where you don't have to, like, rely on them. Whereas right. it's kind of like everything's only within arm's reach until you actually start floating some money out to do marketing. And then you also have to research all the marketing and mm -hmm. figure out whether or not your money is going to be worth something or if you're just throwing it on the ground. I, what I'm discovering is less the in, in all my experience so far, which, of course, is limited, is is ultimately an optimistic thing, though. Uh, there I mean, there really is a, a huge, enormous market for people actually reading self-published ebooks all over oh, the place yeah. it's just a hidden market because it's not like a reported market it's not an awarded market it's not um something where you end up on new york times bestseller list for having the most number of pages read in kindle direct <laughs> you know it's like so <clears throat> you know it's it's all there and it's something that's um you know potentially sustainable it's just that there's not um, there's a lot since the door is wide open. Um, it's really just kind of, you know, it, it can feel very much like you're, you're drowning in a pool with, you know, 45 other people who are drowning and there's one lifeguard and you just got to get their attention. <laughs> yeah. And then there's a lot of ghostwriters in the indie market and there's a lot of plagiarism that people are finding now. And those books made a lot of money and they got bought because there were a lot of readers that they seemed, you know, they were attracted by those titles and they didn't realize. So it's, but when that kind of thing pops out into the media and people say, Oh, look at all these, you know, 
cheapy books that are out on Amazon. It kind of gives Kindle Unlimited a bad name. And then the rest of us suffer from that because there's some really, really good, really good indie stuff out there. Yeah, it's just it's how, how do you grab the attention amongst platform. everyone else? Um, I think that's you, you, you know, where everybody trusts. Part, uh, especially like, you know, going back to talking about yeah. how uh, writers are by and large, you know, you know, somewhat introverted. Uh, it, it's hard to put yourself out there and say, you know, I'm especially because the, the fact of the matter is when I published Nematon, you know, two years ago almost. Um, as soon as I got done, I'm like, okay, I need to start spooling up and writing the sequel. Well, what I found was, is doing this on my own is marketing. It is a full-time job just to get the amount of sales that I did get was 40 hours a week, just playing around on social media Mm -hmm. or whatever marketing uh, research I needed to do. Um, so it's, it's daunting task because where do you find the time to write and sustain your writing practice at the same time as doing this incredibly, you know, time consuming and soul sucking marketing where you're just like putting yourself out there like a total prostitute be like please buy my book i'll do anything (laughs) at a certain point you go well i'm not having fun with this anymore (laughs) and so i think it's important that you know people know that there are resources and you don't have to go it alone you know it's it's it seems like you're drowning but uh ultimately you know when i did my first that first push and and getting my name out there now I can go and Google, you know, my author pen name and find it all over the place because I just, you know, plastered it all over the Internet. <laughs> so whenever I start releasing more things, hopefully I'll have some more traction. I think having a backlist really helps. They, I mm-hmm. mean, the, people talk about the debut being like the debut, but I find more and more, especially since I've been reviewing for a book list, I get sent things that are just an author already has a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff in the backlist, but maybe they're reinventing themselves with this book and they, they're trying to get it out there and I'm reading it and I'm reviewing it. And that's giving them a little bit of a oomph. A lot of the guys who have who've done their homework, guys and gals, you know, have done their homework. They write three or four and get them ready to publish in sequence, just boom, 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 boom. And they're already done with them before they, you know, jump the gun like I did. <laughs> Yeah, and it, it does. See, I've I've found a lot of benefit. It seems like when, um, at least for as far as an, being an independent author goes, um, it, what I'm finding is actually a good benefit to having a backlog because um, there's a lot of hunt and peck, especially with the Kindle Unlimited thing that people do. Mm-hmm. Um, a few people I know who do that, they say they'll pick a book randomly based on what they are interested in or if, even if they just like the cover if they don't like it right off the bat well then you know it's just kind of whatever and they can put it down because they didn't like you know pay for that individually right but um if they find a book that they really like and they'll finish it and they really like it and yeah but if there's nothing else by the author they might just forget who that author is right but if there's another book or three or seven i'll go and pick what they think is the next best book and read it and they found a few like of their favorite authors just that way yeah so what else we, we actually talked about a subject for a we while there. That was yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right uh let's see we're just gonna keep rolling on that so what do you think indie authors writingblock.com to better support one another i think that's a lot of why we are enjoying this so much um and what it is what what is it that we're doing just for the oh, listeners man, out that's there. That's so different every day. No, we 
Uh, just kind of establishing a, a writing community of independent authors who actually like and coordinate with each other and trust each other and um, are welcoming. And it's not like that big giant author community crap that shows up on Facebook that's just like, you know, it seems like everybody's just correcting each other's grammar. And there's oh, like yeah. occasionally like somebody will post a book, but nobody like cares to say anything about it Mm -hmm. you know it's everybody or people get on there and basically ask for people to write their books for them in a lot of ways so it's it's all really mishmashed but since we're we're, you know we're organized and we've done a lot in a short amount of time i think we've established a lot of trust and we have a great great group of core people but you know that's getting back to what you asked Jackie I mean that talking about that kind of stuff is important for writers because who else is going to understand you when you're muttering over your keyboard you know saying I have to oh I I can't believe and and my husband doesn't have a clue <laughs> you know he'll ask yeah, my- me oh what are you working on like don't even don't even ask me <laughs> Yeah, my my five year old daughter will be like, "So what are you writing, Dad?" I'm like, "Ah, uh, uh. <laughs> right. <laughs> You'll find out one day." My kids are like, I, that, that reminds me. Right, when I was, uh, before write. we moved to this current location that we're at, we were uh, living um, with her sister, my wife's sister, and her nephew was there all the time, and I'd, I'd watch him because I was, you know, working on writing full time at that point. And he would come up to me, you know, sometime like during the summer in between schools. And he would be like, are you still writing those silly books? I'm like, they're serious. It's about mythology. There's nothing funny. <laughs> I guess that's one of the the nice things about writing something that's like, you know, dark comedy and, and just weird humor is that you can like, you no, know, I'm not writing something serious. <laughs> yeah. I, I can actually kind of describe it by making fun of it. And it does help. I don't mind a little self-deprecating humor, especially how hard it is to like summarize for me. Uh, I, ah, oh, I just, I almost like just casually, if I'm not selling a book, I just barely want to talk about it because inevitably somebody's going to oh, say, yeah. Oh, so what's it about? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, a dad who loses his toddler into hell and he has to go. Is that is that like the hardest diapers, part of weapons pitching your book? Right there. <laughs> For me, amazing. it's always like that. Somebody, oh, you wrote a book? What's it about? Yeah. It's like 200 pages. It's more than 200. I don't even know how many there is. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've just I've reverted to going. Well, it's kind yeah. of like the Hunger Games and Lord of the Rings smashed together. So if you like those, you should probably check it out. Just use properties that they already know go. and that you know that they know, and just say it. like that. My book is this. I'm not yeah. original. It's like if Stephen King wrote Fifty book. Shades of Grey. So hard. <laughs> no, I would read that. <laughs> Actually, I might write that. I, I would, yeah, just, I would read can that. Can we just stop what we're doing and start petitioning Stephen <laughs> King like to write Stephen King? Of because I think that's where we're going to hit pay dirt, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's another, I guess, to get back to Jackie's question, if I remember it correctly. Um, I think that's another benefit of, of at least what we're, we're all migrating toward. Um, you know, we're, we're doing these anthology books. Um, which I think is great. I think it's just kind of exciting to get everybody together and coordinating and publishing and, um, you know, 
just kind of working on something together and getting it done and out there. And it doesn't feel so permanent as, you know, this is only my novel. The community itself, you know, the more we interact and the more we talk to each other and the more we support each other and the more we just kind of generally know each other, it's it's really just kind of um, taking the all the problems and things that feel uh, like uh, hurdles that we can't, yeah, insurmountable hurdles, yeah. um, and just making them into something that's more confidence-inspiring, which is really what we all want and need. Um because ultimately we just want to write and release work. Uh, but man, you know, there's so much other shit that gets in your brain while you're trying to get, get yeah. through that. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's really a bunch of crap. And so it's, it's really bringing that down because it's, you know, you don't have the backing of a traditional publisher <laughs> to just kind of say, we'll take care of everything, whether or not they will. But the confidence issue, I, I think just having Agreed. a group, uh, no matter what, uh, and a reliable group. A, a professional group that's also down to earth and can understand you and, you know, won't give you those deer in headlights looks when you talk about your absurdist novel. Um, right. It's just, it's just such a good core group of people. Yeah. I think you have to find people that you can build real and authentic relationships with. I mean, you see it on Twitter where people are like, uh, oh, hashtag writing community and that's great, but it's not really real unless you've, well, yeah, going back to that point, Shades of Grey, you know, written by Stephen this, King. <laughs> I'm just going to be flat out honest. My experience with writing communities is just utter garbage. And I'm just going to be brutal about this because there isn't support that exists for everybody. You know, and I, I, I tried to go it alone and I tried to, you know, tried my darndest being full time, uh, you know, trying to write at the same time as market and everything and felt like just like the walls just caving in around me, (laughs) you know, ever since we started this and and started working on that, my practice of writing has actually (gasps) blossomed. Wow. You know, what an amazing uh, uh, feeling, you know, to be able to get back to just writing the words instead of having to worry about what am I going to do when I'm done with it? For sure. You know, and I think that clouds a lot of people's mind. It's like, it's part of the whole imposter syndrome that, that I wrote that whole blog about is, is our heads are pulled in 1500 different directions. Where am I going to market it to? Who am I going to mm-hmm. market it to? Do I need to change what I'm writing? And then the inspiration goes right out the window and you're writing something to sell it instead of writing something from the heart. And that there's no way for you to enjoy this, this work. If you're consistently yeah. concerned about how, 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 instead of why, you know, and I think that's an important thing that community can give people, especially in, you know, in the writing world is you, you take that out of the equation. Right now I'm writing and I'm not worried about how anymore because, you know, I've got you guys, you know, at my, at my side. So it works, it works at, at alleviating some of that stress and allowing us to actually get back to doing what we call ourselves, which is extremely important because if you don't do the thing, you're never going to be one. I've had people, I've had different kinds of writing groups in my life. I had a writing group here at the library and I had to give it to one of my staff members because it became Mm. me taking on everybody else's emotional problems in the writing group, which, you know, you start a writing group, you want to have equal emotional support for everyone. And it was part of my job. So it was just, it couldn't work anymore. But it was good for like a newbie writer trying to get established and trying to get trying to help build other people up. And uh, the 
group still exists here, which is really cool. And then I went on to Sisters in Crime, which I'm still a part of. And it is that is an amazing group, but it only fills like certain parts of what I need. You know, everybody in that group is walking a different path and everybody's got, you know, we've all got different concerns and um, different parts of our lives that we're in. Like, and for me personally, I think I'm the only one with little kids in my sisters in crime group. I, everybody else is either, well, I'm the youngest person in the group and I'm 37 (laughs) and they, damn, you're old. Yeah, I know. Right. God, I'm ancient. (laughs) But (laughs) in our group, we have a lot of people with little kids and it's easier to, that sounds really bad because I love my sisters in crime. They're great. But they have, they're in a different phase of their life. You know, like we had writers group the other day and they were talking about how like, oh my gosh, it's so hard to get my words in because I have to have my nap in the middle of the day. And I'm like, ain't nobody got time for a nap. (laughs) <laughs> nap time is my writing time. I Benadryl. make my kids nap. I know. You will sleep or I will put you to sleep. Oh, they nap. Like, they, <laughs> the writers nap. They're like, we, we don't have time to write because we got a nap. I'm like, my kids got a nap. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, everybody's got a different niche. And I think what's cool about writing block is that we, you know, we share not just the writing stuff, but we share that other those other things. Okay. So maybe maybe one more question. Yeah. Or do you want to just yeah. kind of go around and, and talk about? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Sorry, jam. that's my phone. <laughs> uh, why can't I? I'm, uh, that's the volume I button. What am I doing? What am, I Michael, think I do you found it. Mention our anniversary. That came oh, yeah. Fast. Happy anniversary, everybody. That was pleasantly like surprising it was it was yes and no it was kind of weird because like i it, it one hand i was like oh my god that was a quick year and then the other uh hand i was like <laughs> my god what have, we, what have we done it was uh because i mean so much has happened and we've already even had a book out for three months I know, um, right and um you know and we're you know closing in on submissions for the next one uh, you know, all the different articles and interviews and everything that are on the website, all the, uh, the way the website's even built up. I mean, we have Redbubble products to sell and we've even sold a couple, not just to me. And, um, it's, <laughs> uh, it, you know, all the things that we've, we've built up in the writing community and, you know, the newsletter and, uh, this podcast now, I mean, I, I was just, you know, we're, we're chatting on this podcast on the anniversary of uh, me having bought that domain. Um, so it was just really cool. All because of you, Big and, Poppy. Um, <laughs> wow. We can do a lot in a year. <laughs> I, I'm me and my, my Facebook messaging. <laughs> Come join me in the Slack. Let's see if it works. <laughs> Well, I think and everybody else. Well, I, I blame Becca for a lot of it. Like I was motivated. I was feeling kind of like down mm-hmm. and I was like, no, I just need to not be down. I need to surround myself with people because that's my mistakes when I feel down is that I isolate myself. So let's yeah. not isolate. So I started, I was just like, let's just make a group. And then like, I, 
I think it was just kind of the normal let's make a group situation where people were just talking and then just suddenly like uh, <laughs> Becca comes in. She's just like, of course, let's make a book. Let's uh, let's because she is. She, she just she just came right in with all the like the ideas and everything like that and it was uh it just accelerated it was pretty amazing it it was funny because i i bought the thing i chuckle about it's like i told my wife uh, i said wow it's been a year since i bought the writingblock.com and so she's like yeah and look what you've done with it look at that website and all this <laughs> stuff i'm like i uh that was other people actually <laughs> i just invited the other people in and they're like i know how to do that because because i think jackie you took over the wordpress i bit, did for the most right? part yeah like you set up you set up the whole thing is i didn't know even i don't think i just even invested the money to do the back end uh so that has to be renewing soon too but um but yeah i mean it's 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 beautiful. It's it's funny because we I the fact that we just kind of all knew each other and were aware of each other, um, but it's just kind of it seemed like uh, it just organically everybody took on their roles, uh, what they were comfortable with, and wow, it's uh, just like puzzle pieces fitting. Everybody had their own specialties and strengths, and 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 we all want to do this thing. It's great. I love you. Cue some romantic Our, uh, music for Michael. Yeah. Yeah, please. That's all I have. <laughs> <laughs> it says dramatic piano. Featuring the following the is count. Stephen King's Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Writing Block Podcast. Our full series will begin in July and will feature interviews with authors and more detailed discussion aimed toward helping all indie authors navigate the difficult roads of the publishing industry. We hope you join us at our website, writingbloc.com, where you can sign up for our newsletter, find a copy of our short story anthology, Escape, and read detailed articles about the indie author experience. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter by searching for Writing Block. No K. Thank you for listening and happy writing.